What's good, you guys? This is the first episode of the Lost Ones podcast. This is your boy Rob Glow coming to you live. And the first episode of the Lost Ones podcast, we're going to discuss the top 10 players for the 2019-2020 NBA season. That's including the restart. Now, and with my list for the top 10 players, I won't be including three players that didn't uh, play for a majority of the season. Or all the season. That would be Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. And with my list, I basically, you know, surrounded by you know points per game average, um, impact on the team, uh, playoff success, and many more facets of the game. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started with the list. Now, this might be a surprise for some, not too many, but. My number 10th overall player for the season was Joel Embiid. Coming in, he averaged 23 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists on 47% shooting, 33% from 3, and about 80% from the free throw line. Now, I think we all know how dominant of a center Joel Embiid is. He can push you up on a mid-block. He's a really good paint defender. Uh, he can also step out and hit a couple of knockdown jumpers, including some three-pointers. Um, my only concern with Joel Embiid moving forward with his career is health issues, of course. He has to get in shape. I think that's really the only knock on Joel Embiid's game. There's not so many flaws within his game, but injury concerns. And that's why this offseason, the Philadelphia 76ers are going to consider every trade option with him and Ben Simmons, um, especially Joel. And um, that's the only thing I feel like in Joel Embiid's career that's holding him back from real superstar potential because he has that. I feel like he's the best dominant player other than Giannis Antetokounmpo in the NBA. It's just about him being consistent and staying healthy. But this wasn't really a good season for him besides the the fit that the Philadelphia 76ers put around him and Ben Simmons. I just feel like he didn't play up to real superstar potential. But he has some solid numbers this year being the second best big man in the league. So I will give him that nod. Coming into number nine was Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler put up 19 points, six rebounds, six assists on 45% shooting, 24% from three-point range, and 84% from the free throw line. Now, Jimmy Butler has always been an impact player in the league since his Chicago days, to be honest. Um, he's a player that I think any team will love to have he's a dog you know he's a great defensive player he's a very clutch player too as well I think a lot of people don't really give him his just dues on how clutch of a player Jimmy Butler really is um not really much as a, a effective score even his shooting numbers say that um say as well but Jimmy Butler can get it done at every facet of the game he's a passer he's a scorer Whenever he needs to be, he gets others involved. He can guard your best, your best perimeter players on an opposing team. And he willed the Miami Heat to the finals this year, you guys. Beating the Milwaukee Bucks in five games. Beating the Celtics in seven games. Um, the sky's the limit for uh, Jimmy Butler, even though he's in his mid-30s. Well, early 30s, I'm sorry. I still feel like he has a lot of time left in the league to prove his worth. You know, his last two stops. They really underappreciated him and the type of talent that he is. Choosing to let him go 
Minnesota trading him to Philly and Philly basically giving Tobias Harris $180 million and not deciding to give it to Jimmy was just egregious. But I feel like they now regret that decision to, you know, not give Jimmy what he wants and need. I feel like now Jimmy's in a situation where he's surrounded by the right talent, the right coaching staff, the right culture, you know, that fits him. You know, he's a hardworking, you know, blue-collar guy. He's been that way since coming into the league. I feel like he's been very, very, very um, under the rug for most of his career. But now people are finally starting to see that Jimmy Butler is a top player in this league. And he's been that way for about the last, I want to say, about five to six years now. Coming in at number eight, I have Damian Lillard. Now, Dane put up monster numbers this season, averaging 30 points, four rebounds, and eight assists on 46% from the field, 40% from three, and 84% from the free throw line. I think coming into the season, we all know how much of a true talent Damian Lillard is. You know, he's always one of the league leaders in three-point percentage, one of the best shooters in the league, one of the clutchest players in the league as well, just like Jimmy Butler. Damian Lillard is a very clutch player in the league. You know, his team this season had a lot of injuries. Nurkic didn't come back to the starting line until late in the season, actually in the bubble. Um, C.J. McCollum had his times. Um, they got Carmelo Anthony at, at the latest season. Um, Zach Collins had missed some time. Trevor Ariza. So, really, everything was on Dame's plate. And, you know, he stepped up to the occasion as many thought we would. Dame has also elevated his range um, to the logo, logo range. Um and that isn't surprising. I feel like Dame has always been, just like Steph Curry, always hit threes from a far range. So it's kind of hard for the opposing defenses to really guard him on the perimeter because not only he can step out and hit threes from out of the park, he can also drive by. Um, I feel like the Portland Trail Blazers are not going nowhere anytime soon. And we all know how Dame feels about, you know, switching teams and, you know, co-starring with other players but as Damian Lillard gets older we're going to see how his career plans out because I don't think that Damian Lillard is going to stay in Portland for all too long and if so maybe they might get rid of CJ or Nurkic or Whiteside we're just going to see in the future but Damian Lillard definitely showed us a top 10 player this season coming in at seven I have Nikola Jokic from the Denver Nuggets Jokic averaged nine, 19 points per game, nine rebounds, and seven assists on 52% shooting, 31% from three, and 81% from the free throw line. Now, Nicole Jokic, after this playoff run, I think most people have him as the best big man in the league. Definitely one of the best passing big men. Just besides passing big men, Jokic is one of the best passers in the league. Um, you really can't double team him because I think he he pans he, he thrives on the double team because he can hit the open man. Not the best shooter in the world, but you can't really leave him much space because he will knock down the shot mid range, three point range. It really doesn't matter. Um, defense isn't all that great, but he's not horrible. He can protect the rim on some occasions, but not often. And the fact that him and the Denver Nuggets came back from two, three, one deficits, and he really, him and Jamal Murray being the sole reasons for it, just put him in a whole nother level because not a lot of big men in the league can guard him. 
I think the only big man I can honestly say that's on his level talent-wise is Joel Embiid and Karl-Anthony Towns on a skill level because they are, they're the only real skillful big men in the NBA. But Jokic had an incredible season. Hopefully that the Denver Nuggets can improve on this on this Western Conference run and next season and they can improve if Jamal Murray can sustain his play from the bubble. Michael Porter Jr. can elevate to all-star level. Hopefully, we can see what Bull Bull has to offer for next season, but it's all going to be centered around Nikola Jokic and his play. Coming in at number six, I have Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard averaged 27 points for the season, seven rebounds, five assists, on 47% shooting, 37% from three-point range, and 88% from the free-throw line. Now, Despite the team's lack of success this season, individual success, Kawhi Leonard had a pretty good season, even though he set out some games. Um, I think this season kind of put everyone on notice that Kawhi Leonard isn't really a leader. He's always been on teams that had other vocal leaders on the squad. Besides him just being the best player, that isn't going to get it done on the championship team. And with all the Clippers talking, acting like they've done it before and the players have been there before, only Kawhi Leonard on their on that Clipper squad has done it before. Twice, actually. Nobody else in the Clippers done it. But, you know, I think Kawhi Leonard has much more to offer in his game other than the scoring and rebounding. Um, his defense, you know, he's probably the best on-ball defender in the league. I'll, I'll give him that knock, but I feel like he has a little bit more playmaking to work on his game. The mid-range is incredible. He probably has the best mid-range in the league. Um, a lot of people compare his mid-range to Michael Jordan, which is just a whole nother different conversation. But at the same time, we'll give him his dues. Kawhi Leonard is definitely one of the best players in the league, but he has a, a revenge season, a proven season. He needs to go on next season to – you know, remind people of the dominant player that he is. But this season, he still was considered a top six player, depending on how you want to switch the numbers around. If you want to put him at five or in the top five, I put him on my list at number six. Now, we're moving into number five. I have Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic had an incredible season his second year in the league, averaged 29 points. Nine rebounds, nine assists, 46% shooting from the field, 31% from the three, and 75% from the free throw line. Luka Doncic reminds me of a unathletic LeBron James. And I say that to where his numbers are out of the world for a second-year player. I don't think we've seen a player make this type of dominant, um, this type of dominant, a second season in the league like a LeBron James. So and the way he wheeled his team into the seventh seed this season after not making the playoffs for the last couple of seasons, you know, Luka Doncic is definitely a superstar. A lot of people don't want to give him that superstar crown as of now, but I feel like we don't have to wait that much longer. A lot of people are giving um, Zion Williamson the superstar tag, and he's only played 20-something games this season. But Luka Doncic has got his team to the playoffs hit game winners in the playoffs. You know, he's one of the most skillful players in the league already in year two. And 
his game is only getting better. His only flaw to me, he probably takes too many contested shots. That's why his three-point percentage isn't really ideal for him. A lot of people say he's not that much of a good shooter. I feel like he's a good shooter. Not a great shooter, but he's a very good shooter. It's just about the shots attempts, the shots he takes. But he's a great facilitator. And the sky's the limit for Luka Doncic. I really feel like he's an MVP caliber player. But we want to see moving forward. Coming in at number four, I have James Harden. This was a career year for James Harden, despite the lack of success for the Houston Rockets. Putting up 34 points per game, six rebounds, and seven assists on 44% shooting, 35% from three, and 86% from the free throw line. Now, I had always had a lot of criticism for James Harden, but the one criticism I never gave James Harden is he's one of the best scorers in NBA history, hands down. Um, he can. He's a three-level scorer. He can really beat you at any facet of the offensive end, whether it's finishing at the rim. He can't hit mid-range. He hasn't really gone to his mid-range back in a few years, but he can hit the mid-range. He's a great three-point shooter. He can drive by you. He can post up on smaller defenders. Um, he's a great facilitator when needs to be. Um, offensively, he's one of the most gifted offensive players I've ever seen. In my life, um, he's not really much of a defensive liability as he used to be, putting more effort on his defensive end. With him being about 6'6, 220, 230, he has the size to defend a lot of players on the wing when he wants to. And that's always been my issue with Harden when he wants to. Even on the offensive end, he just stands there, not really getting to the motion of offense at times, which also bothers me. And that's why a lot of his teams with the Rockets hasn't succeed. He will just stand there and just wait for the other his other co-star to initiate the offense. But hopefully moving forward that he will have more success in the playoffs. But despite the Houston Rockets offseason, we'll see. You know, with Dan Tony parting ways and Daryl Morey parting ways, we don't know the future concerning with him and Russell Westbrook or the team. They don't have that much cap flexibility or draft picks. So it's going to be really interesting to see what the Houston Rockets are going to do moving forward. And James Harden is in his early 30s. So we won't know if he's going to take a slight decline or maybe he keep his elevation of play at the same pace where we're going to see moving forward. This, the top three in my list might hurt some people, but this is just my my top three. <laughs> Coming in at number three, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes, the two-time back-to-back MVP, which I personally don't think that Giannis should have won this year. But hey, whatever. Giannis averaged 29 points, close to 29.5 points, if you want to round it up, 30 points per game, 13 rebounds, five assists on 55% shooting, 30% from three, and six and a half assists per game. Giannis had a great season this year. I'm not really trying to take anything away from him. He's probably the most dominant player in today's game right now. Really on the inside, he's unstoppable. Unstoppable. There's there's really nobody that can take him away from the rim, honestly. Um, 
he's not the most skillful player in the league, but Giannis has shown from time to time he can he has some skill playmaking. Considering the fact that he's double teamed a lot, he has to kick it out to the open man. Um, he's definitely improved on his three point shot, even though it's not where he needs to be. He's definitely improved as a catch and shoot player. Only thing I feel like he needs to do is create off the dribble for himself. But he he's going to have an interesting next couple off seasons. Um, deciding on whether he wants to stay in Milwaukee, take the qualifying offer and staying, or signing an extension to stay in Milwaukee, or choosing to go elsewhere. Um, my decision on that, unless the Bucks get another top talent to Milwaukee, which would be hard, this is the same effect that LeBron had in his first seven years in Cleveland. Um, despite LeBron being a, the probably a top two, three player in the league, at his time, his first in in Cleveland, nobody really wants to come play in Cleveland, and nobody really wants to play in Milwaukee. So that's just something Giannis is going to have to deal with. But overall, I feel like there's definitely some flaws in Giannis' game that he needs to improve on within this offseason moving forward. He's only, I think he's 25, 26, 25 at the most. Um, so he has a lot of time to improve his game. But I feel like... He hasn't really reached his ceiling yet, you know. Even despite being a two-time MVP, I feel like there's definitely more room for Giannis to grow as a player and as a leader. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see. But Giannis is definitely a top three player in this league. Um, he's virtually unguardable. He's six eleven center who who plays like a guard. So number two. Anthony Davis. Now, Anthony Davis came into the league in 2012. I'm sorry, guys. Anthony Davis averaged this year 26 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 assists on 50% shooting, 33% from 3, and 84% from the free throw line. Anthony Davis has been one of the best big men in the league since coming into the league in 2012. First overall pick. Um, Not only he's a very great, a uh, uh, very good uh, player around the rim. He also has a, a great face-up game. He can take you off the dribble. Uh, mid-range has always been solid. He also added a three-point game to his arsenal. Um, he can play make. He that's probably the only hole in his game. He needs to learn how to play make, especially when double teams is coming to AD. Um, at times in the playoffs in the bubble, he kind of looked a little stagnant when the double team was trying to trap him. And um, that's the only thing in his game to me that he needs to improve. But AD has been the top five player in the league, top six player in the league since he's been in the league. Um, there's nothing really more you can say about Anthony Davis. He should have won defensive player in the year. He's been one of the best defenders in the league since being in the league. Um, there's really no one that can guard AD. If you want to throw a bigger player, he can be the skillful player on the perimeter. Uh, for next player, if you want to put a smaller player, he's just going to dominate with his size. He's 6'11", about 240, 250. So there's a lot of ways AD can beat you. You know, at times he gets inconsistent and that irks me because during games in the bubble he'll have a dominant game and then the next game he'll play like shit and I think the next part of AD is being that consistent dominance 
that he that I think everybody knows that he can be and he will be. Considering the fact that LeBron is not getting younger, he's going to be 36 heading into his 18th season. So most of the pressure is going to go towards AD, and he needs to step up to the plate, which I know he will. Considering the fact that he just won the NBA title, and he was a very, very, very big part of. Um, a lot of people were split on giving that Finals MVP to LeBron. At times, he's looked like the better player in the playoffs than LeBron, but just the experience LeBron's been through, the triple-doubles, leading the team in assists and points, and that's that's really the main reason why they gave it to LeBron. But I feel like AD's going to win the Finals MVP moving forward. He's just going to bring that dominance every time, and he's virtually unstoppable. I think a lot of people, the praise they give to Giannis, AD has been showing throughout his whole career. Besides the dominance in the paint, he can shoot the ball at a very effective clip. The probably one of the, one, the best or one of the best paint defenders in the league, rep protectors. So, AD, he should have an MVP on his belt. Now, finally, our number one, this is not a surprise, in year 17, he's the best player in the league. Um, LeBron James, I don't really need to say no more. Coming into the season, averaging 25 points, a career-high 10 assists and 7 rebounds on 50% shooting, 35% from 3, and 69% from the free throw line. Now, my opinion that LeBron James is the greatest player ever, really. The only flaw in LeBron's game, and clearly it's never going to be better, is his free throw percentage. He shot... 69% from the free throw line. That's fucking awful. <laughs> the best player in the world is a terrible free throw shooter. Man. But outside of that, guys, you know, who who's in his 17th season averaging a career high in, in assists? Still a dominant player. Um, even if he at times he looked a step slower, his LeBron's basketball IQ is literally light years ahead than anyone else in the league today you know his off his athletic prowess is still there not as much but it's still there but LeBron really plays bully ball at this point in his career being 6'9 to 60 he literally can bully anybody and the basketball IQ is there you know LeBron shot 33% from three this year you know he was hitting the fuck you threes from deep sometimes from the logo which really made me happy but you know until I see somebody else overthrowing LeBron as the top dog, I wish we can stop having those conversations about who's the best player in the league. Time and time again, LeBron has shown us that it's, this is his league and we're just watching it at this point. I don't really, I really don't see no one overstepping that greatest player in the league title until LeBron starts to fizzle out or retires. You know, I don't see. There's never going to be a player that has the longevity of LeBron James. Ever, we will never see another type of player than LeBron is. LeBron gets criticized for one his teammates to be better. You know, I never understood that criticism of LeBron. You know, it's a team sport, it's team basketball. Um, there's never been a player ever in the history of the league that done it by themselves and won championships on their own. You know, they they want to give that praise to Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant so bad. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. But you know, they haven't won by themselves. Never. 
You know, they won as selfish players, but they never won it on their own. And the fact that LeBron James continuously wins at a high level and makes his teammates better while doing it, they hate that. So long as LeBron continues to be this, be his own self, he doesn't have to be Jordan. LeBron James will never be Michael Jordan. But you know, at the same exact time, Michael Jordan is not LeBron James. LeBron James has solidified his own name, his own way of play. Just how Michael Jordan won about taking the last shot, LeBron can either take the last shot or pass it for a better shot. That's all I have for today's episode, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. This is the first episode. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Rob127 if you want to interact with me about basketball talk. Instagram is RobGlow, three underscores. I'm also going to be putting my YouTube page moving forward, but I'm going to be posting on Spotify, um, iTunes, all that good stuff. You know, I'm going to be making my episode two, maybe later this week. I'm going to try to be dropping about maybe two or three episodes a week. I want to be on a consistent basis with you guys. You guys can start tuning in to me. If you have any comments, you know, concerns, you know, hit me up. Any type of topics you guys want me to talk about, I'll be gladly to talk about with you guys. And thank you for tuning in. I'll catch you guys later on.